In this era of the pandemic, so many things went into a state of frozen animation. With growing parts of the world in lockdown, even popping out to the shops for essential goods came to seem like an adventure, and a potentially hazardous one at that. Was the alternative asset recruitment market also frozen in time? And if it was, is that still the case today? I'm Andy Thompson with Private Debt Investor, and this is Spotlight. So how's the hiring market looking today? Are things as quiet as we might think they might be in such volatile and scary times? Or are some professionals peering over the parapet to see what new opportunities there might be in a new era? Will Invine is London-based founding partner of STEM7 Executive Search, a search firm focused on the alternatives market, which was set up by Will around seven years ago. I asked Will for his assessment of the current state of play. Look, the short answer is that a number of processes have been put on hold as a result of the pandemic. Many of the large alternative investors and buyout funds have implemented hiring freezes. And many other firms we partner with have decided to pause their recruitment until the full impact of the pandemic is clearer. We're also working with funds that do still want to hire uh, and are continuing to interview people by video. But they're also very clear that they won't be making any final decisions uh, until they've met candidates in person. Uh, So although those companies remain keen to hire and continue their processes, any final decisions are effectively on hold uh, until they return to, to the office. Maybe you could expand on how the process has changed, obviously maybe relating, you know, the practicalities of running these kind of processes in the past with how how people are having to change what they're doing now. Yeah, I mean, there's a good number of people that have wanted to continue recruiting through this period. And for the firms that fall into that bucket, they have conducted the entire process virtually. So that's included a mix of one-on-one interviews, group video sessions. The candidates uh, that we've had in processes have also been required to put together video presentations on platforms like Zoom and Teams. And in some cases have also performed uh, technical assessments online as well. But what I'd say is that an additional point we're noticing at the moment is that as lockdown restrictions have started to relax, our clients have come up with increasingly more creative methods of getting to know potential candidates as well. I'll give you a few examples. We have a candidate who has had his final stage interview uh, last week over a bike ride in Richmond Park. We have also set up a number of games of tennis and golf uh, between candidates and clients in, in the last few weeks. And my expectation is that for the clients that do still want to recruit, uh, they'll continue to come up with creative ways of meeting their candidates until interviews can be conducted in a more uh, traditional setting. So I guess um, at any given point in time, certain roles are are more popular than others. In these very strange circumstances we're in at the moment, what particular areas are, are recruiters seeing demand? What roles are the ones that are sort of most in the spotlight? Sure. I mean, just generally, we've continued to see a demand for investment professionals from funds that have recently raised capital. So these funds have made commitments to investors and in many cases need extra resources to deploy their capital. There are also a number of funds out there uh, who feel they're well positioned against some of their competitors. So maybe funds that have focused on sectors which are a bit less impacted, but also funds that have a more flexible investment approach as well. And and they see this time as a great period to be looking at new deals. And many of the funds that fall into those categories have um, continued to recruit throughout this period. 
As, as one final point on that, I'd also say that the pandemic has created a lot of extra work for teams dedicated to the management of existing portfolios and also for investor relations teams as well. And we continue to see a, a steady flow of roles coming through in both of these areas um, across all of the funds we work with. And I guess psychology is probably an important thing. What's going through people's minds and how they respond to situations like this, perhaps there are some people who might see it as a as an opportunity in you know parts of the market that seem to be attractive now for whatever reason other people will kind of quite understandably i guess have that sort of siege mentality and and will be feeling that in all aspects of their lives including their their working lives and perhaps will feel that now is not the right time to be sort of making a bold move what are you seeing in terms of that sort of you know how people are thinking about the recruitment market yeah, I mean, it's a good question. And it's um, something I've been asked a lot recently. In the last four or five weeks, we have been speaking to a number of funds that would like to kick off a search process. But before doing so, you know, want to have a sense of how open people are to moving in the current environment. I think the big factor for clients and candidates is that they haven't been able to meet in person. And that has created some nervousness for candidates. You know, can I really accept a job without meeting any of the team? am I going to get along with these people? You know, if I go to a conference on the other side of the world with my boss for five days, is that going to be a positive experience or is it going to be quite uncomfortable and awkward? I think all of these questions are clearly a lot harder to answer when you haven't met people face to face. But what I would say aside from that is that most candidates remain fairly receptive to ideas. The candidates that we work with always try and take a long-term view on their career moves and are trying to look past the coronavirus crisis as much as they can when making their career decisions. We're also, as a sort of additional point, uh, receiving more inquiries than usual actually from experienced investment professionals, and particularly from associate to director level. And these candidates are often working for funds that have taken a big hit to their portfolios. And they're concerned about what this might mean for their compensation over the next few years as a consequence and wondering if now might be the right time to have a look around. So my overriding message to to the funds and clients we speak to that, you know, do want to recruit at the moment is now is actually a really good time to be speaking to people. There are some really good candidates out there at the moment who are currently open to opportunities that, that weren't on the market and weren't open to new ideas before the crisis began. I guess following on from that, people will form views about the types of funds that they would like to work for. There are certain funds that become more attractive in this more challenging environment. I mean, just to throw out in the private debt market, we're seeing more activity in the sort of distressed and, and special situations area, as you would expect. What, what are you observing across the um, asset classes in terms of what seems to be most in favour? You know, that's a really interesting point. And inevitably, when there's a change in market conditions, it can change the perspectives and priorities of candidates. We're definitely seeing a strong interest in funds where their existing portfolio or investment strategy has been less impacted by the pandemic. And we're also seeing a really strong interest in funds that can be a bit more flexible with their investment strategy. I'll give you an example. I spoke to an investment director last week who is currently working for one of the most prestigious buyout firms there is. You know, on, on paper, you wouldn't think there are many places they could go that would look better on their CV, certainly. But she's actually getting quite frustrated in her current role. And the reason for that is that she can see lots of great investment opportunities in the market as a result of the current turbulence. 
but her team can't do anything about it because it doesn't match with the mandate they have with investors. And for this particular individual, like like so many others working in private equity, you know, they have a real focus and ambition to do great deals. And she wants to be in a position where her team can adapt and look at different situations depending on the market. So I would say that funds that can offer flexibility in their approach to maximise the potential and opportunity that are created from this dislocation are, are definitely top of people's list at the moment. And can I ask you what you're seeing specifically in private debt? All of the processes we were managing in the private debt space coming into the crisis were put on hold, (laughs) which wasn't ideal. But uh, I would say 90% of those processes have started again, which is hopefully an encouraging sign. You, You touched on it earlier, but we've also seen a number of the larger private equity and debt houses setting aside more capital and trying to raise money for distressed debt and also special situations. And actually, I'd say that a number of funds that focus on this area are currently looking to add to their teams. And and as a firm, this is definitely our busiest area at the moment. And I think the remainder of 2020, candidates with previous private debt experience and even restructuring experience as well, coming out of some of the elite boutiques, these types of profiles are very, very popular. and, And we would expect that to continue over the next 12 months or so. Just out of interest, is it in that sort of distressed restructuring, special situations, that whole area, is it possible to sort of come into that space from outside? Are you seeing a sort of broader range of candidates? Are people looking for types of experience that they wouldn't when activity in that that space is less? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I think that, well, certainly from the conversations that we're having with clients, they have a preference for people that have done some form of private debt already. And as I said, you know, the the restructuring experience, so people who've maybe worked in a restructuring team at an Evercore or a Rothschild or a Houlihan Loki, these guys tend to be really, really popular. I think if you're coming into it from a a private equity background or um, an M&A background, it can be a bit more tricky. But, you know, potentially it might be a possibility if you've done some work around that distressed space or looked at purchasing dislocated or distressed assets, there might be some flexibility there. That's all for today. If you want to hear more episodes of Spotlight, you can check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean and PEI's various titles online. For Private Debt Investor, I'm Andy Thompson. Thanks for listening.